everyone and welcome back. It's me, MJ. I hope everybody enjoyed their week. It is Saturday and my parents decided to take my son for a few hours to get some grandparent time in. So I thought that I'd take advantage and, you know, enjoy the quiet and have no interruptions. So as you can tell by the song, I'm going to be talking about friends and friendship. You know, it's funny because my grandma used to tell me, you know, she used to say, you know, everybody isn't your friend. You need to stop telling everybody, you know, stop calling everybody your friend. You know, it's okay to have a small group of friends, but you need to know the difference between a friend and an associate. And, you know, she used to tell me that when I was in high school and a little bit, maybe in my 20s too, she used to tell me that. And I never really, I was just like, oh, grandma, okay, you know, and I wanted to, you know, basically kind of brush her off. Like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. They care. They're my friends. And come to find out, grandma was right. Uh, you know, I'm a very nice person and I am a very caring and giving person. And so, yeah, at the time I would think to myself, oh yeah, these are my friends. These are my friends. And you know, not everybody is your friend and that's completely fine. You, you can have a small group of friends that you, you know, it could be one to two, four, you know, however many you want to have. And then you can just have people that you see on occasion, you know, that you don't really talk to as much. And the way that I define a friend is someone that, um, you know, no matter what, they're always there for you. They don't judge you. They listen, you know, they know things about you that you don't tell anyone else. And an associate to me is someone that you just see you're cool with, but they don't really know your business. You don't feel, you know, as trusting with them with your business or things that you're going through. So, you know, like I said, it took me a while to realize who was my friend and who was an associate because, you know, I used to call everybody my friend, everybody that I was, you know, I talked to or hung out with once or twice or, you know, more than that, I used to think that they were my friend. Now, I wouldn't say they were my best friend, but you know, I would say they're my friend. And, you know, I think that some, you know, people, they get a little confused between, you know, the two. And that's completely fine because like I said, you know, people have to learn on their own. And I mean, and I'm not saying that friends can't do you dirty too, because <laughs> they can. But I mainly just wanted to focus on, you know, different types of friends that you should have in your life. And to be honest, years ago, I actually had a lesson in friends and associates, but I was too young to realize because I was only in the fourth grade, but I was a little woke back then. Now that I just remember this whole situation in my head, you know, even being that young. So when I was in the second grade, I, you know, was the only black girl in the class. And then when this other girl came into class, she had to sit right next to me because our last names line, you know, were alphabetically. So I was kind of like, oh, cool, you know, like another another girl, you know, that's uh, well, actually, she, she was she was um, half black and half white, but it was just another, you know, minority in the class. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, maybe I can talk to her, maybe we can be friends. And you know, I'm I'm very shy, so I didn't really approach her first, <laughs> and she was way more shy than me, so it was a little awkward at first, but. I do remember, you know, her being new, so that kind of broke the ice a little bit. And, you know, 
since then, like I said, second grade up until sophomore year in high school, we were best friends. And for the longest time throughout the years, we always had to sit next to each other like the first few weeks of school because of our last names. And in the fourth grade, you know, that's when I kind of started to like boys. And again, she was very shy and she didn't really approach boys or want boys to approach her. And there was this boy that I had a huge crush on. I mean, you know, if you, if I could think about how he looked back in the day, I would probably compare him to Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, you know, surfer boy, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, just he was everything to me in the fourth grade. And I remember I told her, oh, you know, I have a crush on him and oh, he's ugly and uh, uh, you know, she did all of that. And it was Valentine's Day. And, you know, we had to give everybody in the class a Valentine because they didn't want anyone to be left out. And I remember we made our Valentine's Day boxes. And of course I made my mom, you know, buy me Valentine's, but I wanted to make him one because I wanted mine to stand out out of all the ones that he was gonna get. And I remember I had my mom, It's funny now, but I wasn't laughing then. But I was looking in the JCPenney catalog. Yeah, JCPenney catalog. And I found the cutest outfit. And I still to this day remember it was a long sleeved shirt and it had a heart on it. The shirt was red. The heart was black. And it had suspenders on a skirt that were, um, it was plaid. So it was black and white. And I was like, oh, can you please, please, please? I begged my mom to get me this outfit because I wanted to impress him so bad. And I remember she gave in, she got me the outfit. It was Valentine's Day and it was time to exchange, you know, Valentine's. And I remember when I walked in, he had a huge Hershey's kiss on his desk. And I was nervous because again, I made him this huge handmade Valentine. It was a huge heart and I wrote something in it, you know, basically like, will you be my Valentine? And I put it in his Valentine's inbox. Mind you, again, my best friend, she's sitting right next to me, kind of oblivious, you know, to what's going on. He finally, you know, the teacher says, oh, you know, you guys can open all of your Valentines and, and, you know, go in your inboxes or whatever. And I remember he finally opened my Valentine and my heart was in my chest because I'm literally watching him do this. So he reads it and he looks up at us. And again, we were sitting right next to each other. He gets the Hershey's kiss that he had on his desk, walks up to us looks me dead in my eyes and hands the Hershey's kiss to her. I don't like people seeing me cry, but I literally, my heart literally broke. And this bitch accepted it. And I was so hurt. I was so confused. I was mad. I was angry. I was, you know, pretty much every emotion. I didn't know what to say. I didn't let her see me cry either. And we would walk home because her her house was right behind the school. So we would walk home together. And still not knowing how to handle this, I still walked with her while watching her carry this huge Hershey's kiss. And I walked home by myself. Didn't cry until I hit the door and my mom said, oh, how was your Valentine's? I just broke down crying. 
And I do remember saying to my mom, she is not my friend. And my mom was like, well, what happened? Like, why are you so upset? And I told her what she did. And, you know, my mom was like, well, you know, a man shouldn't come between you guys. Well, she didn't say man. She said boy. <laughs> but she was like, a boy shouldn't come between you guys. You guys are best friends. And I said, well, she's not my friend if she would do that to me. See what I mean? I told you I was woke even then. So at the time, yes, it was just a boy. It still hurt me. And then again, because she said she didn't like him, the next day they were underneath the, the little shed where the basketball hoops were and they were over there holding hands. Yes, in the fourth grade. Pissed me off even more. And I do remember saying something to her. I thought you didn't even like him. She said to me, oh, well, you know, he gave me a gift and he's kind of cute. So again, mind you, I should have known, but again, I was a kid. So fast forward to seventh and eighth grade. Now, back then, <laughs> this was the 90s. You know, I know all of the, you know, the kids are way more advanced, you know, sexually and all that stuff than we were. But seventh and eighth grade, what we would do was pass notes, hold hands and walk each other to class and maybe a kiss on the cheek if that. So seventh and eighth grade, I had a boyfriend and he was more on the experience side. I remember he did kind of want me to, you know, go, go further than what I wanted to do. And I just, I didn't want to, because again, I wasn't ready for all that. So I remember I was sick for probably three days and I came back to school and some girl that was in our class, like we grew up with her too, but we weren't friends with her. So she comes up to me and is like, oh my God, do you know, I'm going to call her, um, Victoria. <laughs> uh, she was like, did you know that Victoria, you know, was giving, him head underneath the bleachers. I was like, what? I was like, you're lying. Now, who would I believe? My quote unquote best friend or a girl that we knew, but we weren't friends with. So of course I'm gonna go with my best friend when she didn't denies it, right? So I was like, oh, she would never do that to me. I must've blocked out what she did to me in the fourth grade. So what really ended our friendship was freshman year, almost no it was almost uh the end of freshman year so it was about to be the summertime and again seventh grade I met another boy who was like my first like little puppy love first everything you know and everybody knew they always said oh you're gonna get married I mean we were only 15 16 years old but they used to always say we we're gonna get married and again she pulled that shit she did in the fourth grade oh he's not attractive to me but you know that's your man you like him so freshman year she this bitch oh I trust you trust me I'm over it but just talking about it I just remember how I felt so I would ride the bus with her because again we would ride the bus together and then we would walk home and then like go our separate ways so I remember me and him we got into it and we broke up and we were on the bus and the bus driver again we were like inseparable everybody saw one they saw the other and the bus driver was like, hey, you know, I'm on a schedule. You need to go find your friend. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause she had gotten off the bus. Cause I remember she saw him and she had said, oh, he looks sad. Let me go talk to him. So of course being my best friend, I'm thinking she's gonna, oh, you know, you guys are gonna be fine. You'll get back together, all of that. So the bus driver again tells me, she's like, look, you need to go get your friend or you guys are both getting left. 
So I get off the bus and I am looking around, looking around and tell me why. I turned the corner and it was this little courtyard area. She was consoling him all right. She was sitting on his fucking lap, caressing his face and he was letting her. So I saw this. I said, oh, fuck both of you guys. I ran back to the bus and the bus driver was like, hey, you know, like what, what's going on? Am I, are we leaving or are we staying? I said, fuck her. And I took her backpack because she left her backpack like right next to me. And I threw, I unzipped it, but I threw everything like on the ground and the bus zoomed away. And so I remember she, <laughs> later on, she tried calling me. And I ignored her because, again, this was before we had cell phones and stuff. So she literally had to call, like, the house phone. I was ignoring her. And I remember my mom was like, what is going on? Because she kept answering the phone. I kept telling her I don't want to talk to her. So then her mother calls my mother to basically say that we need to make up. And, again, I said, fuck her. And, I mean, not to our parents. But I said, no, I'm not talking to her anymore. So that was the last time. I talked to her. I stood my ground on that. You know, it's like I did not learn my lesson in fourth grade. And clearly from what she did our our freshman year, almost into our, our sophomore year, she didn't learn her damn lesson. So, you know, she wanted every guy that I had. So that wasn't my damn friend. And, you know, throughout the years, I didn't have anyone really uh, do what she did to me. But it's like that learning lesson from that you'd think that I would, you know, do better. But, you know, in my 20s and stuff like that, I used to go-go dance and there used to be girls that, again, I used to think were my friends. Oh, because we dance, you know, Thursday, like through Sunday. And so we're friends, we're friends. And it's like, no, we honestly weren't friends. We were basically co-workers that danced together for, you know, three nights a week. And that's about it. And, you know, I'm the type of person where, you know, when I care and you're good with me, you're good. I will bend over backwards and, you know, put myself out to help you if you need it. And that's the kind of friend that I am. And I always want to say, like, even um, in middle school, because there was another friend that me and that girl used to be friends with. So it was me and her first. And we had another friend who now she actually just texted me today. So that's probably been the friend that I've known the longest so we knew each other since we were 12 years old and we're we're all 34 so that's over 20 years you know that I've known this girl you know and we don't talk as much and that's okay but you know every now and then she's like hey how are you and she asked about my son and stuff like that but I remember you know she was in the middle because she was just like oh you know and I felt like she was choosing her side so I, for a minute, I said, fuck her, you know, and I, you know, it wasn't fair because again, she was in the middle. She didn't do anything to either of us, but I felt like if she was going to be on her side and take her side, then it was fuck her too. And so, you know, when I was in my twenties and stuff like that, I used to sit there and be the mama bear. And that's what she used to call me. Even when we were kids that I was the mama bear, like I was the responsible one. I was always the one who... We all leave together. We all, you know, come home together, all of that stuff. And I used to do that. You know, I do that with all my friends. I, so many, you know, times that we go out, I'm the driver because I always want to make sure that we get home responsibly. And that's just how I am. That's just my personality, you know, and I don't mind it because, you know, when someone asked me once, oh, you know, don't you ever want to go out and drink? Don't you ever want to go out and just let loose? And it's like, yeah, I do sometimes, but at the same time, I'm not saying that, you know, 
I don't trust my friends to not be a designated driver, but it's just like, I just like having that control and knowing that, you know, I won't go back on my word and I know, you know, that I won't drink. So, you know, that's just the kind of person I am. And I, I just feel like those are the kind of people that I want to associate with me and I want them in my circle. And, you know, throughout the years, like I said, I had to drop some people out of my circle and that's completely fine because, you know, they didn't belong in my life or they weren't adding anything to my life. And I felt like, you know, if they weren't there for me and my son or they didn't have the best interest for me and my son, then you know what? It was like, you know, it's all good. We don't have to talk to you. And, you know, every now and then some of them still do text me asking me to get together. And I'm just, I'm just not for it because like I said, I feel like we don't have anything in common. And I feel like in a relationship that you have, you should be able to, you know, know that that person has your back. And if I feel like you don't, then, you know, we don't need to be friends. We don't need to be anything, honestly. So, you know, I have a group of friends right now that I know I can depend on. And I know that if I needed anything, you know, even if they didn't have it, they would try to, you know, help me if I needed it. And I, I don't like asking people for help because I'm kind of stubborn in that way. But I do know, you know, the top people in my circle, I can ask them or if it's late or if anything's going on, I can tell them and they'll be honest with me. That's another thing, you know, that I love about my friends because, you know, even though they'll know, they're like, okay, this is going to piss you off. But, you know, and they tell me what I need to hear and not what I want to hear. And I love that about my friends. You know, when I have those friends, I have one of them who... <laughs> you know, she will tell me, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell you how it is. I don't care if I hurt your feelings, you know? And then I have another friend who she tries to see the brighter side in things and she looks at everything, all sides. You know, she will not just say, oh, cause you're my friend. I'm gonna take your side. No, she looks at it from all angles and is real with me. So I appreciate her for that. And then my other friend, she's like the real one who's just like, well, I don't like him, <laughs> you know? So, and she always lets it be known. And, you know, at the end of the day, they tell me that. And again, you know, the truth does hurt, but I'd rather them be honest with me and maybe pissed off because it's something I didn't want to hear than them, you know, being fake. And at the end of the day, no, no matter what any of us do, you know, I just know that they won't judge me and they're still there at the end of the day, even if it's not a decision that they wouldn't make you know because that's the kind of friend that I am you know some of the decisions that they make I personally wouldn't make but that wouldn't stop me from being their friend or I wouldn't judge them or I wouldn't question why they're doing what they're doing because that's not my place to do that my place is to listen not say anything especially if they don't ask me and just support them regardless and I feel like that is what a good friendship should be and you know when I was younger and even now still kind of high key now <laughs> I wish that you know I had a group of friends kind of like living single because that's kind of like my favorite show of all time like I have to fall asleep <laughs> to that show like every single night um you know my boyfriend when I stay over there that's what I fall asleep to it's just I love that show and I love that dynamic of those four women who were friends and they were all different you know they would get into it but at the end of the day they had each other's back and I feel like that is how your friend should be and the people that I do have in my life I love them you know we get into it we get upset sometimes we go a minute you know without talking because you know we all have kids and you know I understand it and sometimes you know I'm in my feelings a little I'm like oh you know I haven't talked to you in a while and you know and that's okay but I know 
at the end of the day, like I said, that they would be there for me if I if I needed it. And the same for them. And those are the people that I can depend on. And again, you know, I don't need anybody in my life that is going to hold me and my son back or who's going to be negative or doesn't have our best interests. And I feel like that girl that I was friends with in second grade, I feel like, you know, she didn't add anything to my life. Like we had fun. We played Barbies together. She had a whole like Barbie world. And I loved it when I would come over and bring my Barbies over and everything. But like she really, you know, as an adult, I... I don't see like really what she added to our friendship you know she was there and she let me play barbies with her but she really wasn't a good friend you know like when i think about it and of, of course i can't remember every single thing but she never was a really good friend you know and it sucked because i was a good friend to her but she was not a good friend to me and i feel like you know her mom was in the military and so my mom would you know allow her to stay over like when her mom got deployed or her mom was like in the field for weeks at a time she was at her house because she lived over by the school like a like across the street from the school and then we lived down the street so it wasn't like you know it was putting us out in any way and at the time yeah it was cool because like it was like oh my god it's like a permanent sleepover she's always here but after a while like I remember even then probably in the sixth grade I wanted her to go home like I was just tired of her being in my space and you know I just felt like she was trying to kind of like single white female me a little bit like she wanted everything that I had and I feel like that is not you know a friendship she wanted everything that I had she wanted the boys that I had she didn't have the family dynamic like I had she didn't have any siblings at the time her mom eventually did have um another kid but we were you know older we were probably like 12 or 13 but, you know, I just felt like she wanted everything that I had and I just, I didn't like it. You know, she, all the boys that I liked, she didn't like until they paid her attention. But now as an adult, I was the good girl. I was the girl who was still a virgin and wouldn't do those things. And basically I was the one that, you know, they wanted to be with, but she was the side chick pretty much, you know? And I mean, she was given head, you know, when we were in like the sixth and seventh grade. And that's what she wanted to do because because that's what she thought would get her attention. And the funny thing is, she was pretty, she was very smart, but she was also shy and didn't have a lot of self-esteem. And again, these are things that I noticed as an adult, but even back then, it was all about what I can do for her. And she never really did anything for me, but take my boyfriends, make me feel like shit, and then make it seem like I needed to get over it. <laughs> and, you know, I just couldn't imagine you know her being in my life or even in my kid's life like right now and the funny thing is like a while back she you know hit me up on social media and stuff like that oh you have a kid and you know I wasn't like rude or anything but I was pretty much yeah he's he's you know this age or yeah okay cool whatever you know and it's just like obviously I don't you know I don't hold a grudge or anything but I just know that I will never fuck with her again you know like she did that shit once she actually more than once she will do it again so that's just my opinions on that I hope you guys enjoyed my story of when my heart was broken <laughs> in the fourth grade <laughs> and oh 
happy ending to that, actually. The guy that broke my heart and shattered it all over my Mary Jane shoes <laughs> in the fourth grade, years ago, he actually found me on Facebook and he messaged me. And do you know, he messaged me and said, I am so sorry for what I did to you when we were in the fourth grade. So he realized and he remembered what he did. And so I felt better about that because I remember for the longest time I hated Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I appreciated his apology you know, because he didn't have to do that. Because again, we we were kids, you know, we were young, we were kids. And I understand that. But, you know, he did realize that he was a fuck boy for doing that. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And be sure to comment, rate and review me on iTunes. Bye. <laughs>